Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. This week's message by Trevor Baker is entitled, Continue Your Story. We want to invite you to our upcoming Secret Place Conference. Step into the gate of 2018 with guest speakers Chuck Pierce, Pearl Coupe, and Trevor Baker. Visit our website to register your place today. There is no registration fee. What I really want to share on this morning, we're back in the Shunammite woman, and uh, you think, how do you get Christmas out of Shunammite? Well, I'm about to tell you. And um, I just feel that, you know, what we need to recognize is that we're part of the continuing story. Let me tell you, it is going to be continued. You know when you're watching a movie or you're watching a serial and it says to be continued. You know, we're part of the continuing story. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're part of it too. Yeah, I know you're a bit quiet this morning, but that's okay. Quiet is okay, but I like noisy too. Don't you? If you want quiet, there's usually a place in every town that's very quiet. They call it a graveyard. If you want noise and you want joy, it's usually a place they call the nursery. Choose which one you want to be in. Huh? Because I know where I want to be. I want to be where there's life, don't you? And uh, I just want to share with you some things that we're going to from this story. And then I want us to um, break bread together this morning. Um, But I really feel that as we're looking to the year ahead, everybody's talking about it's a gateway year, all of those things. But I just have this word that just keeps coming everywhere I look, I can see it. And it's the word is extend. And I, I feel that this year that we're coming into is going to be a year to extend. And listen, don't just look at it in a small way. I believe that God wants you to extend in every conceivable way in your life. Amen? Amen. I believe he wants to extend healing to you. Who needs healing? See, I believe there's healing going to be extended. Who needs financial blessing? See, I believe there's extension in our finances coming in. Who wants to walk more in God's prophetic destiny? I believe there's extending coming as God releases His prophetic revelation into our lives. Who needs to extend their homes? I believe this is a year of extending our homes. Listen, everywhere that we're going to step into, I believe God wants us to extend. And one of the ways He wants us to extend is to extend this great story that we are part of. A woman came to me, is uh, Francesca, is it? She's, she was here, Francesca, Francesca, I'm looking around. She was here, heard it, came in for worship. And uh, she said to me, um, do you remember me? I said, just recollect my memory. And she said, I came one time and you had a word for um, bipolar. And she said, that was the word for me. And she said, you know, God's healed me. Come on. Give him praise. See, that's, that's the story. That's the story. And there's lots of stories like that here. You know? And you've only got to look at the person next to you. They've got a story. And we need to continue the story. It is to be continued. 
See, and God wants to extend your story. Not just the story that we're going to read from the Scriptures. But listen, God's story comes through people like me and through people like you. And so when we're telling people our story, let me ask you, who did you tell your story to this week? I thought, I thought it was a great story you've got. Listen, I'm about to get you back on track with your story. Huh? See, it's your story. And it's not just the story of Jesus. It's the story of Jesus of what he's done in you. And so often we, we forget that. And, and it's like we're telling people the gospel. You know, have you ever tried eating? And listen, the gospel is a great story. But you see, the gospel is like, for me, it's like the buying a loaf of fresh bread. It's great. But you can only have one piece of bread without anything on. But to get people to listen to the story, to get people to eat the bread, what do you have to do? You have to put some paste or something on it. Putting the fish paste on is your story. See, you are the fish that he took out of the sea with his great dragnet. Amen? So he could put you onto the bread of life so that people can eat the bread of life but it needs your story it needs your story this week see the only way the only way that we're going to get this story out is by telling our story listen don't just look at how you preach the gospel just tell your story that's all you've got to do and listen I thought you said your story was great now let me tell you if you don't think it is I'm telling you your story is a great story we just need to continue the story amen see this is what this Shunammite um, story is all about and you know I was reading this week I was reading one of the famous quotes of Francis of Assisi I want to read it to you and he says this start by doing what is necessary and uh, when, I, when I read this, I'm thinking, that's the Shunammite. But he's just saying it in his language because it's now his story. Do you understand? And so all of this, it said this woman, it says she was from Shunamma, a well-to-do woman who was there, urged him to stay for a meal, doing what was necessary. She urged him to stay for a meal. Hallelujah. See, sometimes you just have to do what's necessary. And when you do what's necessary, it becomes part of your story. And so then what happens is this. When you do what's necessary, then what's possible becomes available. Hallelujah. See, the next thing I believe this woman did, she made something possible. And she said, this man often comes this way. So let's build a house, a room on the top of our house, so that whenever he comes by this way, he would stay with us. See, what she did was she made possible a continuous visitation, which then becomes a place of habitation. Listen, Visitation is awesome. 
Visitation is a wonderful thing, and we need, I believe that this is going to be a year, we extend the story, there's going to be another visitation. There's going to be times when God breaks in, in supernatural ways. But you see, just doing what is necessary provides the way for doing what is possible. And that opens the door for the impossible. Because when he came, let me tell you, this was what he did. He said to her, basically, you be noticed. How would she be noticed? By doing what was necessary. See, if we're going to continue the story, let's keep doing what is necessary so that we can do what is possible. See, there's things that you never thought was possible. There's things in your story that you never thought was possible for you to accomplish. I'm here to tell you this morning that you have a great story and your story is a story that's going to go out and many people are going to hear your story and when they hear your story, they're going to want to know the Jesus who put the story in you. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Because that's what it's all about. You see, and then she did, then he did the impossible. Listen, when I say she was noticed, he says to her, one day when Elisha came, he went to the room and lay there. See, she made something possible, which released the impossible. Do you want that this morning? See, when you do that which is possible, you will find yourself doing that which is impossible. And here, this woman, while he was lay in that bed, God spoke to him. See, she made something possible and then he released the impossible dimension of God into her life. See, that's what, that's what this time of year is all about. See, doing what's necessary to become what's possible to release what's impossible. See, that's all that this story of Christmas is all about. A visitation that became a habitation. You, can, you break those words up and that is a visit becomes a habit. Do you understand? A visit becomes a habit. When you do something... Regularly enough, it will become a habit. It will become, we say, second nature. See, when we allow the presence of God to keep making a visitation to us, let me tell you, that's when he becomes a habitation. You see, Mary had a visitation. Do you understand? The visitation was that you will be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And you're going to have a son. And it's going to be of the Holy Spirit. But you see, that was a visitation. When you come to John chapter 1 verse 14, what does it say there? And the word became flesh and made his habitation amongst us. So the visitation of Jesus became a habitation so that we can have a story to tell. You see, it's one thing having a visitation, but when you've got the abiding presence, that's what we were singing earlier, when you've got the abiding presence, listen, nothing can stop you. There is nothing in this life that can stop you. And I believe that as we enter into this time where God is going to extend us, say that again, extend. That's going to be, that's going to be a clarion call for this coming year, extend. God's going to extend you. 
God's going to extend his grace to you. God's going to extend his blessing to you. And see, extensions always release fresh expectation. You see, she made an extension, but it released expectation. Why? Because God spoke to a prophet, and in that place, the prophet said, go and ask her if she's got a need. See, see, it's this. She was noticed. Elijah, Elisha noticed that this woman wasn't complete. So he said, listen, go and ask her what she has need of. Why? Because God wanted to extend. What did he wanted to what did he wanted to do? He wanted to extend her story. You see, if she didn't have a son, the story would have ended. But you see, because there was a supernatural release of God's word into her life, is what happened. It gave her the ability to extend the story. What about your story? You know, as I was as I was thinking about this over the last week, well, probably about two weeks now, as I've been thinking about this passage, if I could just get my notes here, it is. As I was thinking about all of this and about this woman and thinking about the continued story, you see, so often, have you ever um, looked at your DVDs in your racks? I was looking at some yesterday as I was preparing this message. And I was looking at some, and there's a whole lot of stuff on the back. There's the, there's the featured um, version. Have you seen those where there's, there's, there's other bits to the story that you don't get as you watch the DVD? And, uh, you know, some of the things that they said was, as I looked at it, there's the extended scenes. You know, it's where they had got, hadn't got enough room to put in. And so they extended the scenes. And you get that as a special feature at the back. Well, it says in the Bible that if, the, if there was all the books in the world, it couldn't contain all the things that Jesus did. There was an extended story. There were special features. God wants to feature you in the special edition. Why? Because he wants to continue the story. It is to be continued. We're coming into a year. Listen, as we step into this coming year, God wants to continue your story. How will he do it? And you see, so often we can look at this woman and we can get stuck. Sometimes we get stuck in certain circumstances. Sometimes as we're going through our story, is that what happens, we find ourselves falling down. Anybody fall down, fell down this year? Anybody stumbled this year? Anybody made a mistake this year? You see, it's all those things falling down, let me tell you, is how you learn to grow. Do you understand? If you've got children, you have to allow them to fall down. In order that they can grow. But let me tell you this. It's staying down. That's the problem. When we stay down. When we stay down. That's when you die. But falling down is where you grow. You see this woman. She had the great expectation. But then there was the great disappointments. And you've heard me talk about disappointments. Through looking at the story of Ruth as we've gone through the last few months. But you see, this woman too had a disappointment. She, her son was dying. They carried it to 
the husband, he was out in the field and he says, take her to her mother. So she takes, they take the little boy to the mother and the little boy comes from her. She lay on his lap until noon and then the child grew. Listen, I take that sometimes, that's what the church is like. The church just holds on to things and it dies. Listen, let me tell you this. If this story doesn't continue, we will die. Did you hear that? If this story doesn't continue, we will die. Look at the people around you. We need to start seeing both a new generation. It says in Judges chapter 2 verse 10. It says there that there was a generation that grew up that did not know the story. There was a generation that grew up that did not know Joshua. You see, and we need to keep telling the story. This is going to be a year where the story goes out from here. This is going to be a year where you tell your story. Because I'm going to get you telling your story. Why? Because you've got a great story. Listen, you've got a great story. And people need to hear your story. You know, and as we come into this year, what I want us to do in order to help us, you see, you're part of this story. See, you're part of a story that is ongoing. I can remember we're going to have, we're going to have an end of year offering. That's where the offering was going to come into. Not the offering this morning. We're going to have an end of year offering. And I want you to be asking God what you should give for the end of year offering so that we put something into the year ahead so that we can extend the story. See, what you need to understand is this. Why you're here today is because people put something into an offering once and we had heap offerings and 50,000 pounds was gathered at a church offering. Not at a conference. We took an offering at a conference, 50,000 pounds. The church here gave 50,000 pounds and we were 45 people. No bankers, ordinary people. We had people here who had one person brought a pen. This is what I mean. He had a pen. And the pen was used by Napoleon. And, uh, and it was a golden pen about this size. And he gave it into the offering. Can you see? against everything that his parents were saying to him. It was a family heirloom. And he says, no, I'm giving this because I want the story to continue. See, that's only a sentence. See, the sentence is that we got this building. That's the sentence. But there's lots of stories. Do you understand? There are lots of stories that make up the continuing episodes of what we're doing here, hallelujah. And so there's going to be, we're going to have a heap offering on the Sunday the 17th. After our outreach into the town, we're going to bring a heap offering in order to extend what we're doing into the coming year. And I want you to be asking God what you should give. You see, so often we hear just the sentence, but the sentence is the story. Because it carries personal experience of what a person has gone through with God. You see, this woman here, I don't want us to be a church that is all we do is we 
welcome people in and we're, we're just dealing with we're just dealing with them getting ready to die you know I'm really exercised about this when I look around and see us see we, we have to do something different church do you understand and listen that is not that is not a big heavy on us that's saying let's start telling our story amen like we say it's the greatest story in the world huh what is it your story is the greatest story in the world and your story isn't better than the person next to you it's just part of the continuing story it is to be continued and it's continued as people step into the story and then they become a part of the ongoing story hallelujah and so here there are times on this um as i was looking at you know to to be continued and just looking at this dvd some of the things that um came up was deleted scenes how many of us have got scenes that we deleted huh that we wouldn't want anybody to see can you see there's there's the deleted scenes but let me tell you sometimes it's the deleted scenes that carry the most power why because they speak of the struggles that we have and listen the struggles that you're going through today it's to strengthen and develop you so that you can embrace your tomorrow let me tell say that again the struggle that you are going through today it's to develop and strengthen you to embrace your tomorrow you see we need to begin to see how this story unfolds you start to look at Jesus at this Christmas time we're going to be focused in lots of people will be focusing in on the manger but let me tell you the manger isn't the story it's only part of the story you see and if you only see the manger you just see a little baby in a manger and you can sing all the songs about the manger but you see the manger was only the way to get us to Calvary Calvary was only the way to get us into glory do you understand and so we have to start seeing that there are lots of parts to the story you see and so often it would have been great wouldn't it it would have been great to have tried to cancel out the virgin birth and some people have tried to do that but we don't need that part of the let's just delete that part let's just get rid of that part because that's hard to understand I mean how can a virgin have a let's just get rid of that part and then you go on all the way through once you got rid of one part they said well well listen miracles don't you know miracles don't happen I mean well they do but they don't you know it's it's mind over matter all of those things so let's just delete that part too and so we delete then you delete probably two-thirds of the New Testament when you get rid of miracles then you delete you delete the death and resurrection and you virtually got nothing left do you understand because it's all part of the ongoing story 
See, God wants to extend this story through me and through you. And so we're going to, we're going to take up a heap offering because this is only just the beginning. We've got 200 pastors. And listen, we're just wanting to bless. We're going to move into a new territory. If we keep doing the same things over and over again, I was watching the rugby yesterday. England lost to Australia in the rugby league. I don't usually watch rugby league, but hey, I thought any win is good. And then we lost. <laughs> and uh, one of the commentators used that famous quote and said, well, if they keep doing what they've been doing in the last, for the second half, they will get the same result. And so they kept doing what they were doing in the first half and they got the same result. They didn't score. And he said, that's insanity. And we know the quote, but you see, we have to do something different. And I believe as we prepare to, to give an offering into this coming year, we can call it a gateway year, but unless we're taking something through with us, see, we need to be in a place where we extend the story. I look at, I look at the opportunities that are coming to Revival Fires, and I'm not me and Sharon are not revival fires. We just are the ones that God used in order to set it in motion, to begin the story. And so there's lots of opportunities, I believe, this coming year of people going out and telling their story. So you need to be looking at, as you go through this year, do something different. Don't just live in this little bubble here. Do something different. Get involved in telling the story. Get involved in taking it out to other places. Take it into your street. Take it into your place of work. Just tell people your story. You know, there was a time when we were in Telford and there was a woman there who came into a wonderful, wonderful, renewed sense of the presence of Jesus. And uh, she went to work on Monday morning after this weekend and somebody said to her, What's happened to you? Are you in love? And she says, yes, I am. Now let me tell you who my lover is. And she just told them about how she'd been touched by the presence of Jesus. Do you know that there were a number of people in, in her place of work, she was um, a dentist, but there was a lot of people in her place of work that started coming to the meetings just because of her testimony. See, that's all it is. She didn't go through him, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? She just said, yes, I've met a new lover this weekend. His name is Jesus. Now, let me tell you what happened to me. And she just told them what happened to her. See, that's the power of your story. And so here, you see, we can, we can want to delete things. And then there's the, the um, director's extended scenes. Do you like the extended? Or there's the alternative. If you get fed up, if you get fed up with one particular way of looking at the movie is what you do, is you put it onto one of the alternative endings. See, I believe that for some of you here, your ending is going to change. You see, no one can have a new beginning. No one can have a brand new beginning. I'm sorry to tell you that, but it's true. 
You know, I look at my life and I could think, yes, if only that hadn't happened, if only that hadn't happened, all of those things. I mean, when I was born, it's like this. When, when I was born, everything was going right until the last few hours. And then what happened was I got the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. Not a good thing to happen when you can't do anything about it. And so what happened, it was cutting off the oxygen. And in the end, there too, uh, I was born by cesarean birth. Now, when um, that was okay, I mean, it didn't seem to affect me. Um, which I did think you may think differently. Um, but, you, but you get to a point, you see, when I talked to my dad, he got so embarrassed about it all because he said, listen, you, you nearly died. And, um, you know, there was all these problems that you had. Do you understand? And so we, we can't have, if only that would have changed. And then there were things that happen in your life. The things that you don't want to talk about. The things that make us less than what we are. You know, the times when, you know, others have put on us stuff that weren't, wasn't for us to carry. Do you understand? I can remember, I can remember at school. See, this is the thing you can think, well, God, if only I had a different start. If only I could start all over again. You can't. And stop believing that you can have a whole new start, a brand new start where everything is cancelled out. You can't. There are things that you have gone through that you will take with you both this side of eternity and the other side. That's what makes his work of love in our hearts more glorious because they see the testimony of what Jesus has done in our lives. And we're still here to tell the story and to continue the story. That's all part of it. Hallelujah. See, that's what was happening with this woman. If only she'd have had children. If only she hadn't have had all the miscarriage or had all the attempts at having children and she didn't have it. But she was wealthy. You think, well, that's okay. You miss out on that, but you got wealth. But you see, it wasn't the same. And then you get that with all the sense of excitement and satisfaction. And then that which you had been promised prophetically dies. What do you do then? You see, today's struggle is there in order to develop and strengthen you to embrace your tomorrow. That's what it's there for. If you don't believe me, ask all the people in the scriptures. Because they went through. It wasn't a bed of roses. They went through things because that made their story all the more glorious. Because it's only a God who can restore who is able to give us a story to tell. And listen, lots of people go through lives with their failures. We can't have a brand new start, but I'm here to tell you that everyone, everyone, everyone can have a brand new ending. See, that's the key. That's the key. You can have a brand new ending. You do not have to live another year like you've just lived. You don't have to come to the end. As, as I was saying last week, God wants to reward you. 
You don't have to think that, well, there is nothing significant or meaningful with what my life has done up to this point. Anyone can start a brand new ending. Anyone and everyone can start a brand new ending. What's your ending going to be like? What are you going to do this year that's going to be different? You see, if you read chapter 4 in this um, 2 Kings chapter 4 and didn't go on to read 2 Kings chapter 8, let me tell you, it wouldn't be the full story. You see, you need chapter 8 to make sense of chapter 4. You see, because it tells the complete story. See, we have to read, we have to read the book of Revelation to see the one who was slain now seated at the center of the throne. If you don't read that there, it doesn't make sense of all the story. It doesn't make sense of the one who was rich who became poor so that we through his riches might be made, so that we through his poverty might be made rich. You see, and with with our offering, I am seeking the Lord as to what I should give for this coming year because I want to give be above and beyond. See, because there is a grace of giving, I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, I need a new dimension of grace. See, so often we ask for grace in lots of areas of our lives. When did you last ask God? Say, God, I, I just want, I just want a new outpouring of your grace upon my life so that I can give. When did you pray that? Huh? It says excel in this grace of giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. When did you last pray that? But that's what I'm praying. As we come up to this offering, I'm saying, God, would you put a grace of giving on my life so that I can go above and beyond anything that I've ever done before. So if we get hold of this word extend, if I get hold of this word extend, I'm really meaning I want it to extend. And there's only one way I can see extension, and that is putting it into the economy of heaven. Because there, see, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. You know, people often say, Oh, Trevor, you know, here you are. Are you just bragging about it? No, I'm not bragging. I'm giving you an example. So you would have nothing, no problem if I gave you an example of my prayer life. You'd say, well, that's just something that we can aspire to. You know, Trevor reads his Bible like that. That's what I can, that's example. And so often when we come to other areas, as we say, oh, that's bright. It isn't. It's being an example. I want to be an example to this group of people as the flock that God has made us overseers of. And if I wasn't that example to you, is you need to get somebody else. Do you understand? And so here it's being an example. Because I believe as we move into this coming year, God is going to do some great things. You see, going to give us an alternative ending. What would be the ending of next year look like? Huh? But we together can have an alternative ending. Listen to what it says. See, there's always more to a story. There's always more to your story. Your story hasn't ended yet. 
You see, and God is wanting to extend your story. And it says here, the woman, now Elijah had said to the woman whose son had been restored to life, go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can because the Lord has decreed famine in the land that will last seven years. Anybody been in a famine for seven years? It's about to come to an end. There's an alternative to this story. There's an alternative ending to the story. And we need to be part of the alternative ending to the story. Do you understand? Every one of us needs to be part of that alternative ending. And at the end of seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to the king to beg for her house and land. Here she is. She thought she was going to have to beg for something. And so as she's going in, God has positioned everything so that she can tell her story. Hallelujah. So that she can tell the ongoing story. And when she tells the ongoing story is what happens is everything is turned around in her life. And she has an alternative end to the story. Let me tell you, when Jesus rose from the dead, there was an alternative ending to the story. Hallelujah. And so for us, I believe, as we extend into this coming year, I don't know what that is going to look like. But I know this, I want it to be different than what we've had up to this point. I was reading um, yesterday, I just went through some of my tweets. I've still got the tweets um, that we had when um, Todd Bentley first came to, um, the, um, to Dudley. I was reading those, all the other people, first time Bobby Connor came and tweeted. I was reading through all of these tweets and I was saying, we were saying this morning, I was saying, you know, all of those things that people were saying, yeah, that was the ongoing story. But you see, you can look at all of that and look back with nostalgia or disappointment. But you see, it's saying, but there's still part of the story to be read and written. And I believe that God has got people here. See, I don't know what you're going through. There's people here, you're struggling with things, but there is an alternative to the story. Something different can happen. And here she goes to beg, but God turns it all around. And so at the end, she went to the king to beg for her house and land. The king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God. And he said, that's the king, said to Gehazi, tell me about the great things that Elisha um, has done. You see, one person can tell you about the great things. Someone else can tell you about what he did. Because they experienced it. And so here, it says, Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to the king for her house, to beg for a house and a land. Gehazi said, This is the woman, my lord the king. This is her son whom Elijah restored to life. The king asked the woman about it and she continued the story. She told him everything. See, we have a great opportunity ahead of us 
you know, we had 500 children in here on Sunday, uh, on um, Friday, and it was great to have Michael and David just doing their Christmas uh, message. And um, but to see, but to see again, um, it full of people and singing songs. Barry was leading them in the songs. It's supernatural. And I'm thinking, God, we need to make this a supernatural venue again. Do you understand? So that people can have stories to tell. And, um, and I, Ryan was there, and he was at the back. And, uh, and I said to Ryan, I said, Ryan, do you remember? See, nothing wrong in remembering the stories. Songs, they push you to go beyond that. I said, do you remember when this place, I said, how on earth did we get 1,100 people in this building? And we looked at each other and we said, we have no idea. But there was bodies everywhere. Do you understand? That's part of our story. And I would love God to so touch this community that we had a thousand people from this community coming because people had told the story. Their story. And because they told their story, people had a supernatural encounter with God. Bill Johnson's put it like this. He said, we owe it to the world to give them a supernatural experience of the living God. And if, there's, and if the supernatural is not taking place in your church, take the name church off the front of the building. Because God is a supernatural God. Do you understand? And so we're coming into a year where God is going to extend. And, and I say that with such, with such faith that this is going to be a year to extend, to go beyond. Do you remember that song that we sung? It's time to go beyond, not staying where I've been, to put my future on, living for your dreams. My time is in your hands. You direct my steps. Lead me into truth to live in your fullness. It's time to go beyond. See, I believe that this is a time for us to go way beyond where we've been. It's time to move into a new place. It says here, And as she told him, then he assigned an official to her case and said, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income or the income tax from her land from the day she left the country up till now. I believe as signs to you, God is going to give people here income tax rebates. Wouldn't that be wonderful? See, I believe that God is going to really help you step into going beyond. And there's going to be, it says, don't just give her what she's, what the land has been, give her back the whole of the income. Listen, and I, I just prophesy that, that there's going to be income tax returns that's going to be made and rebates going to be made to you because you paid too much in the last season. And God's going to give you blessing so that you can step into this season. Who wants that? I want that in my life. Why? So that I can get bigger and better? No, 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 no so I can get the story out. 
with it, we've got a great story. And listen, I really felt God say, I want you to do it this side of Christmas, not afterwards, because that's going to also mean there's a cost to us considering what we should give. And let me tell you this, just as a, you know, as I finish this, um, this morning, don't ever get yourself into debt for Christmas. It was never meant to be like that. That's what, that's what capitalism, commercialism has done to us. It does nothing about that. And so often people get into debt because they put value in the gifts that they're giving to someone else when it's all they really want is to be with the person. Let me tell you, when you're on your deathbed, you won't be recounting the Christmas presents that somebody brought you in 2017. You won't. You'll be talking about the things and the memories that you had while you spent time with each other. Time is far more important commodity than your finance. You see, and is all we're trying to do is to give people an opportunity where they can find time to listen to the stories of God. Amen? And so as we come into this coming year, let's really be seeking God, saying, God, what can I do as you restore and as you return things into my life? Because this will be a time when God returns things into your life. You know, and I know there's people struggling here this morning, but let me tell you, there's going to be things that are returned to you. You know, there's things that are going to come back to you that you felt you lost. I believe that you're going to pick up that penknife again, as Bobby Connor said, and say, I want my penknife back. I mean, how many testimonies are, has there been from that? I want my penknife back. It's something that he lost that was important value to him. Somebody had given it to him. He said, I want it back. And the next thing, he went to his bedroom and there it was lying on the bed. And it hadn't been there in two years, I think it was, that he lost it. And there it was. See, God is able to get things right back into our lives. But listen, it's so that we can tell the story. And we can tell the story of what Jesus has done in each one of our lives. Why don't you stand with me this morning? See, I want you to start a brand new ending to your story. I want you to recognize today that your present struggle is developing the strength that you need to embrace your tomorrow, your new story, your new ending. See, I want you to come into a place where you realize that it's not just about the conception of things, it's about bringing things to completion. So that's the important thing, to complete your story. And as you complete your story, it may be that you speak right into the hearts of others. Listen, if there's things in your life that you've tried to delete, let me tell you, the easiest thing is to give it to God. It really is. And allow Him to deal with it. And let me tell you, there's things that He does erase. There's things that He does in your life that you no longer need to look at or tell another person about. 
but there's other things that he does in your life and he does them so that you have a testimony of his goodness in what he's done for you see and it takes wisdom to know those things I believe there's a fresh release of wisdom over our lives for this coming year so that we extend those good stories that we call testimonies of God's goodness in our lives. Put up your hands. Father, I pray for everyone here this morning. Father, I thank you that our story is to be continued. Lord, we don't live in just a little episode, but there is a huge epic that you're writing over each one of our lives and over the life of Revival Fires. And we thank you for that. Father, I want to thank you for those who have brought the story to this point. People who are here, people who have left, people who have moved on, but they all made a contribution to this story that we continue to tell today. And Father, I ask that you would so speak to our hearts as we prepare for this year-end offering in order to give to the continuing story. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a big clap this morning, can you?